Radio's premier comic book show and your live weekly show about comic books. We are the Fantastic Forum, coming to you live and direct from All Game Studio Los Angeles. Hope you have a wonderful morning, afternoon, evening, or night, as the case may be, depending on where you are in the world. And if you're not, you should stick with us. We'll help you take it up a notch. You have the usual suspects in the building. On Skype, he is our riddle inside of an enigma trapped in Chinese finger cuffs. You don't know him. You love him anyway. He's our silent assassin. Jay. Hey, what's up? Also on Skype, the backbone, the pillar, the strength, the fantastic forum, our nigh invulnerable brawler and resident strongman, Moses Magnum. What's up? Uh, I do have to say that Oz, our intrepid senior reporter, is out due to work today. But in his stead, you have the, the spine, the backbone, the friggin' very foundations of all games radio, Tiger Claw's on the line with us. Say hello, Tiger Claw. What's up? Let's see if we can get to number one <laughs> this time. Oh, wow. There it is. We, we call that the Tiger Claw effect. Uh, yeah. As for my, my name is Lawrence Young. Sometimes they call me Mayor. Sometimes they call me Mister. Uh, so, sometimes I show this <laughs> one, and it's usually because of Tiger Claw. 100% solely and only his effort. Thank you, Tiger Claw. Welcome to Fantastic Forum. <laughs> I, th- I thought he was going to say something, but he did. So I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Well, <laughs> well he'll say it right now, right when you're going to say something. I know, right? <laughs> we got a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to talk to you all about uh, Doctor Strange Damnation. Uh, we're also going to talk about uh, The Walking Dead, uh, number 175 and 176. And we're going to bring you the latest and greatest in comic book news. And, of course, whatever else it is you all want to talk about. So, uh, you know, we're, we're just going to go ahead and get to it. Uh, if you want to go and get down with Fantastic Forum, there are a few different ways to do that. Oh, wait. But first, I'm sorry. First, we should make sure we thank Mr. Scott Rubin. All Games Radio, the All Games Radio Network, and of course you all, the All Games community, for allowing us this time, equipment, opportunity, ability to talk about this medium that we love oh so much, which are comic books. 
And we'd also like to thank our sponsor, Jeffrey's Comics. Jeffrey's is LA's in the South Bay's best comic book store. You can get all your comic book needs met there. Uh, all you got to do is give them a call at 310-538-3198. There you go. They're open. Uh, I was there earlier today. Sam will pick up the phone. Or, uh, uh, you know, I feel bad. I don't, I don't remember the name of the other guy that's there today. He's the magic guy. Every good comic book store has a magic guy, right? Yeah. Like not, not like magic magic, like magic the gathering. Like not, I don't want anybody to think that, you know, I know sometimes we have people that listen to our show that aren't like die hard, like go to the comic book store week in, week out. I don't want them to think that there's like. We don't have people that listen. <laughs> Just in general. I love it. Yeah, but that would be interesting. Like if you said, oh, every comic book store has a magic guy. And they're like, why Why do they have magicians in comic book stores? Like, I could totally think, like, I could totally hear somebody asking that question. And and we would think that that was silly. But the reality is that's what most people would think. And that's a perfectly, like, sane question. But anyway. Yeah. Um, call them. They're there. They'll pick up the phone if you want to get some comic books shipped directly to you. Uh, that can happen, too. And, uh, you know, try them out. It's good stuff. They have what you need. So, um, And if you want to get down with us, you can jump on Skype. Uh, fantastic forum on Skype. We'll go ahead and, and bring you in. Uh, you'll be the fifth member of Fantastic Forum tonight. Also, uh, you can. we have a call-in number. Our call-in number on Skype is... Uh, 323-250-0720. Word. And uh, you also have the All Games chat room. Allgames.com slash chat or chat.allgames.com. We'll get you in on the action. Uh, we'll take your comments directly out of chat and bring them into the show. Such as uh, El Hecht. Hecht is in chat. Says Fantastic Forum Assemble. And then he also says, uh, like Magic Johnson, in reference to comic book stores having a magic guy. Yes, they have a magic guy like Magic Johnson. With so, HIV? Yeah, all that. He, like, he's an amazing team player. He has HIV. It doesn't affect his day-to-day. Uh, there's always the guy with money. You know? Where you're like, what? how does he afford all those comics? It's like sometimes people mistake me for that guy, but I'm not that guy. I just have a system. So, you know. Anyway, welcome to Fantastic Four. Um, was was <coughs> feel like there's something that we should make sure that we. <laughs> Hex says Mo gets it. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. It's like where are the comic, where are the comic store people getting HIV from? Like transfusions, toilet seats, toilet seats. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I feel like there's something that we're supposed to be talking about, like right off the cuff, but I don't remember what that is. Well, I I had a little thing. It's in the news, but I wanted it to have it be my opening statement, but without context. 
you know. Oh. But remember how I said, said that Stanley should have died like four years ago? Oh, yeah. He would have had some fucking dignity if he did. It's, uh, you know, I did a story a couple months back and everybody said, oh, that's just a, a fake uh, tabloid site. And now everybody's asking the question and it turns out there's fucking elder abuse going on. People are are pulling his pud, flogging his dolphin, tickling his taint. Not to mention they're trying to steal his money. Like his own daughter is like, you know, it's all speculative, but they're they're fucking with what he's got left. Step in. Yeah. That's that's their creator. What? I mean, they have to do something. <gasps> Wait, who needs to step in? We I said Marvel need needs to, to step, step in, in because that's their creator. Oh, they, they don't give a shit. They're making money off of his shit, and they throw him his percentage for you know everything he's executive producing, and then his kid takes it and or whatever you know. Now, granted, I don't know what's going on. I just know what's being reported, and there's a lot of crossover similarities between either the the outrageous tabloid site. Or something a little more reputable, if you can call it that. I mean, we heard you know stories I mean? about elder abuse with some celebrities before in the past. And this one just takes the cake. Yeah, but I don't give a fuck bigger. about them. Talking about Stan Lee, man. The man that created fucking Spider-Man. Fucking Incredible Hulk. X-Men. He should have died with some fucking dignity. And shame on anybody who's trying to take that away from him. I I will say that it does seem as though something fishy is going on. Um, and, you know, there are definitely multiple stories at this point that have said that there is something going on. Uh, I know people had mentioned when his, uh, I don't remember the name of his longtime caregiver, mm-hmm. but when, when that gentleman was fired, people were where, you know, everyone's ears kind of perked up and they were like, hey, this seems weird. And I think they tried to, you know, they tried to pull, throw that guy under the bus saying that he was the one doing something shady right. with Stan Lee. But yeah. now it's looking like the truth might be coming to the surface. And, you know, people are realizing that uh, nefarious. Well, I, I guess I guess it has to be his daughter, right? Because his daughter is the only person. Yeah, you only that have one has the that has the authority to kind of um, be able to, you know, start, like, I guess, you know, like, the, I guess that's the only person in that is getting mentioned that has the one, the commonality between all the players and also two, it's not like, you know, Stanley is like gonna, or, I should say it's not like, but chances are you don't cut your daughter out the loop, even if they are, you know, your kid might not be the best person, but you don't mess around and be like, well, I want them gone. You, especially if you're in your later years, you probably, you know, yeah. end things up or, or trying to, you know, make, make your peace with everybody. And, uh, but it does seem as though she may be taking advantage of him, unfortunately. And that's why I didn't create anything. 
<laughs> is is this why? So yeah, you, just you in case you know your, like, your money grubbing daughter later. When are, when are you guys going to or, pass you know, the forum or brother? No, well, yeah, but you know, like Larry could buy my share for like five cents if he wants. <laughs> there it is. I'm yeah. buying Boa. <laughs> it's like Fantastic Forum's all mine. No, I mean it, it. It I think it is one of those things where it's just it's just it's sad because I mean, um, I you know I just think about like my own my own grandmother. My my grandmother just celebrated her birthday. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, she turned eighty eight, and. Uh, you know, we all came together and celebrated her as a family. She's, she's doing good. She doesn't have any like Alzheimer's I mean, or anything like that. No, no, her mind is sharp. Like she's one hundred percent there. I mean, obviously, she has some aches and pains because she's eight, right. Eight it's old. normal. Yeah. Right. Plus, but, she probably uh, had a little bit of a tough, you know, upbringing, little injuries or something. You know. That I mean, yeah, she she definitely came up in. I mean, not only did she come up. In, in a tough time, you know, because there wasn't a lot of of uh, of niceties, you yeah. know. But but she also did it. I mean, in in a third world country, because you know my like my family's from Belize, so yeah, it's not like you know my my grandmother did not grow up in a major me- metropolitan area. <laughs> she she grew up in a town. Um, but I'm just thinking like, you know, we all came together, like I said, to celebrate her and, um, it was, it was um, actually pretty amazing because there was like four generations of family in there at one time, you know, and that's very amazing. It's not something that everyone gets to do where, you know, you like her, she, she, her, her like multiple, she had multiple great grandchildren in the place. And, uh, you know, I, it just it, it's one of those things that makes me think where I'm just like, obviously, uh, you know, grandma's living a decent life right now and we take care of her and we're happy to have her and we love her so much. But it's just one of those things where it's like I can only imagine uh, if you had somebody that didn't want to, like, take care of you, didn't want you to didn't have your best intentions, how hard it would be to try to stop them from taking advantage of you and and you know stan lee is not 88 right stanley's like what like 98 <laughs> right so i'm just saying like the look five extra years honestly i i probably feel once you get that old like year to year who knows how good you might be you know what i'm saying like 88 you might be good and 89 you're no good you know yeah so I'm just saying it's not even like, you know, you look back like five years later, you kind of looking like, hey, like, you know, every six months, every year, like, am I good? Yeah, I guess so. I'm just like, you know, I know Stan Lee put out a message. I guess he put it out on his YouTube channel or whatnot where, you know, saying that his daughter is, is not abusing him and all that kind of stuff. And there are people that are like, they might have forced him to say that. And it, it made me think and I'm like, man, like, could somebody like be like, hey, we're not going to give you your medicine unless you say these things or, you know, nobody's going to make you any food or anything like that? Because I know like Stanley doesn't see as good as he used to as he yeah. used to be. And he can't hear. 
Right. And I know, yeah, I think he's like deaf in like one ear. And I'm just like, that's messed up. Like he might really need people to take care of him. And they're like, hey, if you don't say this, you're not going to get where no one's going to take care of you. And that's messed up if that's happening to him, yeah. especially considering. Yeah, I mean, how I amazing. Heard, uh, I heard Kevin Smith is. is offering is offering him to stay with him. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's like, it, I mean, nobody's going to be like, oh, Stan Lee can't hang out with me or can't live with me. Nobody's going to. He has plenty of, of friends in the industry. Somebody has to go get him. I live in a small place. I have room for him. What? I live in a small place and I have room for him. Yeah. I'd give I'd I'd give Stanley my house and just live outside. I it's mean, like he it might, he would like it, might, it cause my house is great. It might be difficult to try to get him because there might be people that you know, like lawyers or uh, some caretakers that are pretending to be his uh, you know you know they're they're acting like they trust him and all that. They're gonna try to prevent anyone from interfering. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's the the, the law it where it's like technically speaking, the daughter probably is the legal guardian, you know, or like the per- person that is probably uh, <clears throat> most. Oh, what what do you say, Jay? Oh, I was just oh. coughing. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said something. He said... But... <clears throat> got it. Got it. But the person that's probably most, uh, you know, legally speaking, the person that that is, uh, you know, like, I guess, in line to take care of him. And so, like, you, if, if you're going to, like, try to supersede her authority, unless Stan Lee says something himself... It's like you need to have some kind of proof or something like that, and and I understand that. Like, I mean, I, honestly, like, I saw a tweet and Todd McFarlane went to go visit him recently. Yeah, and and he was just talking about what that experience was like. Yeah, he didn't say anything really. He just said, I, you know, I just talked to him about stuff for yeah. an hour, and then I left. Yeah, you're right. He just he just spoke about Stanley. As far as his health, like what he what his spirits seemed like, and how you know what what he looked like health wise, and all that kind of stuff, he mentioned how he can't hear, so he had to sit closer. Um, but you know, and don't get me wrong, just because he didn't say more doesn't mean he didn't see more. But it's one of those things where I'm kind of like, you know, I mean, I mean, at least Todd got into the house. Yeah, so, like so they I'm let him in, but who knows? Right. They're like, hey, maybe we'll get you, you know, a percentage of this if you just shut the fuck up. Oh, don't, don't <laughs> do that, Mo. Like, don't, you don't, don't make, know, man. Don't make Todd a, a co-conspirator. Oh, dude, that would if be. Todd McFarlane comes out with a piece of Stanley's estate somehow. That's like, all of a sudden he's got the rights to web shooters. What about Rob Leafield? He hasn't seen them. Yeah, I don't think they're friends, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I just don't. I think that you know, Todd, like you know, they they had a different kind of relationship than. Oh, then with Life Stan and Life Yeah, yeah, that's all. Yeah, 
but yeah, man, it's been weighing on me, man, because I like I've been I've been really thinking about it, and I'm just like, it just makes me sad. Put that potentially in his latter years, Stan Lee could be very unhappy because I feel like he's helped bring a lot of joy to all the rest of us. And uh, yeah, I mean, like, we we'll literally would not be doing this show without him. Would you? Yeah. Would you? Uh, would, you uh, would you also like him to stay with you guys? Sure. I mean, look, look. What I, I, of course, I would take care of Stanley. Like, I, look, what? Like, I can't think. There's very little I can think of that I would not do for Stanley. Yeah, there's only like two things I wouldn't do. <laughs> just, just two very specific things. And they're like gay shit. it's hilarious Uh, you know hey there you go like if he needs me to you know stand you know in your next YouTube video link twice I got my ninja mask (laughs) I'll come in like a navy seal yeah link twice stand I just I just hope that's Some, the title of this episode. <laughs> blink twice, man. <laughs> Stan. Oh, blink twice, Stan. There you go. I just, I just really hope that somehow this can be resolved sooner than later in a way that's beneficial to Stanley. Like you know, like I just want him to be good and be able to live the life he wants to lead yeah. and be comfortable and happy. You know, back to that, that uh, Todd McFarlane encounter with Stan Lee, he mentioned one of the things he kept going back to was how hard it is to live after his wife died. Yeah. And that is something, ugh, I don't want to yeah. ever, like, Yeah, it's, you know, I think part that, you know, there might be some correlation where, where his health started going downhill after she died. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Like, he probably yeah, wanted to go right then and there i mean spent so much time like 95 he's 95 now and she died what like four years ago he was like 90 91 fuck yeah man yeah that's gotta uh, no i mean it you're right you're right like you know i mean that happened that does happen often where older couples like one dies like within like a year of the other one passing away. Yeah, you know, because they just kind of like, hey, I just don't want to even be in a world without that person. And it's like, uh, like I can't. Yeah, like it. It's sad to think about. Um, who's phone yeah. is that? Yeah, man. It's mine. Oh. <laughs> you get him, Claw. Get him. So, so not not to be a, a you know start things off on a down note, but that is something that we definitely are concerned. Well, you know, with. The, life is a series of up and downs, and the comic book industry is no stranger to that. Uh, turns out a lot of our downs are, you know, life. why doesn't Doctor Strange have gloves? You know, but this is a, a big down that you know. Yeah people should be more up in arms about it. at least, you know, I, I understand respecting some privacy of his life, especially if he's not healthy or anything, but it's it, what seems to be going on is pretty fucked up. Yeah. 
And, and uh, it just seems like he has more people than the tight circle that should be able to like access him to make sure he's good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, Stan, Stan Lee's not going to blink twice for us, but he, he should have blinked twice at Todd, right? Yeah. And, you know, hopefully Todd saw it. McFarland. Not random Todd. Not Todd, like the friggin' UPS guy. <laughs> so, I'm um, looking in the chat here. Heck says, Fantastic Forum, what's up with Mark, uh, with Zuckerberg looking like data during the, fa- the Facebook hearing? That's how he always look. Yeah, he does always look like that, kind of. Like, Except if- with, like, Talking about Facebook like on a stage. Even then, I mean, I think he gets a little bit of glee in in that respect. But even in that movie, he was all like, "Fucking!" Like any picture you see of him, he's like not looking at the lens, but looking in that direction, and he's probably like, <laughs> "It's almost like an android that got turned off." Yeah. Yeah, when you he, see him in the he, he, he always has that socially awkward look to him. <laughs> you you know it's real when Tiger Claw says it to you. Like, so it's like you know he invented a whole a whole system so that you don't have to interact with people. <laughs> see, it's, it's interesting. I saw a uh, a tweet from Jonathan Hickman with a picture from the the congressional hearings with with. Zoomed in on Mark Zuckerberg, and it said, uh, "Maintain human form <laughs> above it," and it made me laugh so hard, and I felt yeah. bad. So like, but that's how he looked. Like it's his expression, like yeah, you know, like yeah. It's like Ellen DeGeneres has that "I just smelled shit" look all I the see. time. Yeah, Zuckerberg has that like maintain human form. I yeah. seen, seen this animated gif being passed around of Mark Zuckerberg drinking water during the hearing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that the end of that, that story? After, yeah, I had to drink all that water after all that stuff that's going on there. Got it. <laughs> um, he did a good job. Like, and yeah, it's he, not. Unsurprising, but he can be a little like, manipulative, as we've seen in the movie. You know, I based everything off of movies I've seen. <laughs> so, I mean, yeah, he was careful. Yeah, he was careful, and and I wouldn't, you know, so, there were some critiques where he's like that he came off like rattled and everything, and I think that's just he might have. I feel like he kind of like pushed that a little more just to kind of. You know, play the game a little, you know? Yeah. And you look, yeah. Also, unsurprisingly, uh, it turns out 90% of Congress doesn't know what Facebook is or how it works. Yeah. I'm just like, the questions, I'm just like, dude, like, just you a bunch don't of understand old guys. what? Uh, yeah, but I guess my thought is, if you're going to take the time to ask Mark Zuckerberg questions about Facebook, like, you would think maybe, like, you know, like, get an account for a hot second or ask, like, your grandkid to show you their account or something. I just, mean, 
Go on YouTube and put how to use Facebook. I can't. Yeah, just, how does I, Facebook work? I can't. But wait you know, to... these are the politics. Go ahead, Tiger Claw. I can't wait to see SNL probably make fun of this. Yeah, that'll probably happen. I I can wait. Um, (laughs) That'll that'll probably happen. It's the politicians that we have. Like, I mean, not too long ago, this one dude thought that that what Puerto Rico was going to flip over. You know, (laughs) like our politicians are fucking idiots. You know they they've been there too long. They don't they you know there should be more of a turnover. I think that's something that that a little piece of policy that should be uh, amended. You know, <laughs> yeah, like maybe shorter terms and you know fireable offenses because after all they are public servants. Yeah, I mean, look, trust me, they. There are things that there's plenty of ways to get fired. It's just that the group has to decide to fire everybody. That, but the group, the same group, that's like saying, right. you know, all the assholes I work that worked under me at Goodwill, like they had to give me a review. And yeah. it's like, but they're a bunch of fucking lazy assholes that I got to ride all year long. And then one time a year, they got to, so I got to appease them. Or they're in charge of firing each other. Like, yeah, basically, yeah. it's obvious that these politicians don't go out much and see what the real the world is like. Really, like it turns out, you don't need to go out to know what Facebook is like. Yeah, or maybe they just, don't, the maybe best, they just don't the have best... internet at home or something. They took a big chunk of my money to th- this morning. That pays for some kind of bandwidth or some shit for them. Yeah, Hex says the best argument yesterday with trying to compare Ford and who was Facebook's main And I was like, I heard that too. And I'm just like, like, I understand that there's not a one-to-one correlation really for anything with Facebook right now. I mean, because I, I think even MySpace isn't what it used to be, right? But you know, to mess around and be like, hey, you know, I just don't know that you have any major competitor. You, are you a monopoly? And it's like, wait a minute, Facebook's not a monopoly. It's like, there's a lot of things that compete with Facebook. They just don't necessarily do it the same way Facebook does it. And it's like, all you have to do is like actually know what Facebook does to know that it's not a monopoly. But apparently 90% does know what Facebook does. Even though I got to give props to friggin' Diane Feinstein, friggin' the 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 gentleman from California, she she asked some good. What she was, yeah, it's good stuff. What did she ask? You cut out because. Your internet is stupid. oh oh no my internet is stupid is yeah that, is that, I cut out oh no that's um, what Congress I, said that was right internet is stupid I was saying Diane Feinstein asked some good questions and she she sounded like she knew exactly what she was talking about so that was good she she wasn't ill informed did you hear me. Yeah, I heard you. I, I just oh. thought you actually had an example of what she asked, like 
you know, did you like the Ant Man oh. movie or? <laughs> um, let me see. Can I remember what she asked? I feel like she was asking him questions about. She was asking him about uh, the actual, if I'm not mistaken, the actual privacy settings. Uh-huh. And, like, how they actually work and where where, and when you can switch them, I think. And, you know, I think that was what the first time he was bringing up the fact that how you can kind of switch things in line. And, so- uh-huh. I kind of may be stupid, but I don't get why Zuckerberg is on the hook for this Facebook shit. Because it's 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 tied in with uh with Russia and Putin, right? Uh, a a little bit. I mean, what what it is is that there was an app that right. was on Facebook, right? That was developed where people can answer questions, and it gives it, you know makes it it basically the questions give data points about that person mm-hmm. but then it also makes it so that if you like say you take the test it gives the, the Cambridge Analytica's able to take your data and utilize it in regards to uh, targeted campaign stuff but it also can do it with, to your friends as well right so they don't have to take any like you know quiz or anything like that. Like you know, they just basically will be able to take like they'll take my data, they'll take Joe's data, they take Tyler yeah. too. And so basically, they blamed Facebook because they're like, well, the app was on your your platform. Now I'm pretty sure I fucked with that app on some level. Yeah, you can find. Well, I well, all I know is that whenever I take a quiz or whatever, because you know it is a a nice little boredom killer on the downtime. Um, they asked me like, "Hey, we're gonna do this with your information," and then I can toggle switches of what I don't want them to do. I guess maybe I should have testified on Mister Zuckerberg's behalf. Lucky for me, I didn't. You didn't toggle the switches. No, no, I uh, the the thing that the you know the thing that they say that if you use that app, I was never near that, and nobody from my friends list used it either. So I'm so I'm okay. pretty clear. I'm on your friends list, so I technically didn't use it. I guess. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. Well, I haven't checked. I'm afraid to though, because I'm. Well, I no, you're like... on you're on Tiger Claw's friends list. You said none of his friends did it. I'm taking his word for it. Is check... it all your friends? Yeah, uh, you can check for yourself. Let me see how how I did it before. Because see, but my thing is, page, you go to this page, and then it would tell you if you know if you were affected by it or not. Yeah, and but that's the thing where it it tells you if you were affected or your friends took the quiz, right? But but I didn't take it, but my friends may have. Like I got a lot of friends, and some of them may have done that. Like, uh, 
I could I could almost be like I can tell you who who might have done it. Like, <laughs> but but I, I, that, that's part of why I haven't checked yet because I'm like I don't want to mess around and go look and then be right and be like son of a bitch. Uh, like, can we? You have to. Why do I have to? Because I want. I'm curious now. Which one is your friend that did this? <laughs> like. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so yeah, Facebook's being held responsible. That's why Larry hates me. <laughs> no, it's not Von B. I don't think. I don't think it's Von B. It could be Von B. No, Von B's a little. You know, I love Von B. I'll start by that. <laughs> and he's kind of smart at a, a lot of this shit. You know, like oh, he yeah. has. You know, he has his point of view, which is very stubborn and. And you know it's, it's a product of who he is, and it's fine. He is who he is, and I love him for that. But he's also like, he looks at very different vantage points on every opinion. I agree. Kind of form his own. Yeah, but that's good. Yeah, that is good. Okay, so uh, I that's found what I'm I like, found the link. Uh, just click on it, and it'll take you to a page, and then it will tell you right there whether your information was shared or not. Oh. Click it, Larry. Click it. Do it right here on the show. We'll have an unveiling. It'll be just like Black Mirror. <laughs> You're hilarious. I don't know what that means since I've never seen the show, but... Have you never seen a Black Mirror? Nah, I, I, yeah, I, I binge-watched it. Like, half of it. It's just funny if I say I've never seen it, because, you know. Oh, okay. I was to say... I love the Detroit Become Human with Mark Zuckerberg on the cover. That's hilarious. That fool doesn't look like an Android. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, jeez. <laughs> Poor Mark. He's like, this is why I don't mess with the internet. Right here. Well, he goes, this is why I opted to just connect with people virtually. Right. Like, But, you know, turns out it's, it's just one big elementary school playground. For the whole world. Oh, uh, Hex says Mayor doesn't say who took the quiz. If they did, for me, for me, oh, it just okay. says. For me, it just says based on our available records, neither you or your friends logged into this is your digital life. As a result, it doesn't appear your Facebook information was shared at Cambridge Analytica. This is your digital life. So. Oh, okay. So I thought it would. Yeah, yeah. For for some people that I saw, it says that you didn't use it, but some of your friends did. Who? I mean, no. I I I seen I I seen like someone post a a screenshot of uh, what it says about them, and it says that they did not use the. uh, This is your digital life, but some of the people on your friends list. Have used it. <laughs> yeah, so like, you got so you so have I just to look at that it. because you know it, you may not have used it, but there might be somebody in your no, friends list that might have. I I know I didn't use it. Yeah, like so, you see, so I just clicked it. And what did it say? It says based. I'm I'm telling you, <laughs> okay. based on our investigation, you don't appear to have logged into this is your digital life with Facebook before we removed it from our platform in 2015. However, a friend of yours did log in. 
As a result, the following information was likely shared with This Is Your Digital Life. <sighs> See? Uh-oh. One of your friends. I like. Who could it be? Yeah, oh, look. Oh, dude. I got a list. <laughs> I got a list. It, it only took one, huh? It only it only took oh yeah well I you know what I don't know I'm not sure how it works because I don't know like say if it's a thing where it scrapes all of your friends or if it scrapes a certain amount of your friends if you've done it I don't know how that works because I'm just saying like you know I just know that I had a lot of friends and not only do I have a lot of friends but I have like friends that I know like take those kinds of quizzes and stuff yeah and I'm just like they did that. I know. Like I, I, do, do, I do could, you know like who, it wasn't even a thing where. Do I was, you know like, which friends they are? I mean, I know which friends I think they are. So I thought can, the so we can tell call them out on the show. No, see, I'm not calling anybody out on the show, but I'm just like I know, like, like trust me, like I, I guarantee, I, I could give you a list of like 25 people, and I bet you like at least 23 of them did this. <laughs> At least 23, if not all 25. What if this page, because you know how it makes you log in? Mm -hmm. What if that page is actually sharing your shit? (laughs) Well, but that would be like from Facebook, though. That would be like even worse. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That would be that would be like, you know. It's like they're they're trying to mess around and, and make amends for their, their mistake and in turn like it's like if they're like, Man, we didn't mean for this this thing to for everyone to catch this disease, so here's the cure. It was like, but it actually gives you a worse version of the disease. <laughs> mm-hmm. Here's the inoculation, so to make sure you never get it, and it's like it actually gives you the disease. It's like, why Facebook? Why? But no, I honestly like I feel like your instinct, Mo is the right instinct where you're like, why is Mark Zuckerberg there, though? It's like, there's no good reason for Mark Zuckerberg. Right, because it's, it's like, uh, you know, like like if Apple put out an app, like, you know, yeah. there, there, there's apps that have, like, malware and shit, but that's just written into because they have ads in their shit, you know? Like, yeah. they, they just see that code as ad code, you know? Because yeah. that's really what it is. Yeah. And uh, so you can't, all you have to do is just delete the app and, you know, and just be careful with it, you know? So yeah, it says right yeah. here. Based on our investigation, you don't appear to have logged into this is your right. digital life. Because, however, a friend of yours did log in. As a result, your public profile, page likes, birthday, and current city were shared. So yeah. Hopefully, well, I get a present. Well, you're going to have to go after that person. No, I mean my public fro- profile is public. Like anybody could see it. My right. page likes, I only have, like, what, three? My birthday <laughs> is, like, I brag about my birthday every chance I get. And my current city changes every time I like, hop in my car. So, and, and that's the whole thing where it's, like, these congressmen were talking as though, like, people were, ex- like, right. like, there's an expectation of privacy where they're, like, hey, that was just for me and my friends. And it's, like, yeah, you put it on Facebook. Like, it's like, don't get me wrong. There are certain messages and stuff that are for just you and your friends, but mo- I mean, Facebook. But none of the apps platform. access that. Yeah, I mean, it 
it, who knows? They may, they may not. I don't know. But the fact you is know, this. It should have been like, you know, they should have made the case that, you know, maybe there's some passive aggressive quotes that people put on their profile that are meant for some people. And that's an invasion <laughs> of privacy. <laughs> there you go. It's like, I bet you thought this status was about you. Yeah. Right. It always reminds me of that time <laughs> Amber, Oz's girl, <laughs> yeah. she replied to somebody and they said that was a private tweet, but it was like on a public timeline. Right, right. This uh, this is why you guys like, got to be huh? careful on Fantastic Forum because what if one day they call you guys to testify in Congress? Oh, please do. Look. I, I, got I would a lot love to, say. to talk to Congress about anything. Like they can't. Like I, I was like, man, this guy has the patience of Job here. Because I'm like, people are asking dumb questions, and it's like, I, like I'm just like, okay, I'm gonna be respectful, but at a certain point, like even even Mark broke a little bit where the guy was like, well, how do you make your money then? He's like, sir, we have ads. Like. <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, what, what, like, he's like, well, how do you want me to, he's like, I just talked about our, our whole model, our whole, like, like he had spent like 15 minutes talking about their revenue model and people asking all types of questions. The guy just, I'm like, where was this guy for the whole hearing? Like, <laughs> who doesn't know that Facebook has ads? Like, cause the guy was talking to him about, and uh, it's just so crazy because one guy was like, was like, so you're telling me that if I sign up for Facebook and I don't want to have any ads that are targeting, you know, using my information to target me, I might have to pay to have no ads, to not receive ads? And it's like, yeah, that's called a subscription. Like, that's not a new thing. Like, <laughs> Or, that's HBO. HBO or you yeah. could just install AdBlock. Right. It's like, but that's you have what, to pay for AdBlock too. Like, it's like that's called Netflix. Like Netflix. <laughs> like I'm just like, why is he talking? Like Facebook is doing something nefarious. If they're like, well, if you want an ad free experience, you can pay for it. It's like that's what people do. Like I didn't even know that was an option. It's not yet, but they no. like somebody been talking about it. And, you know, the guy tried to spin it like Facebook was doing something crazy and trying to, like, you know, make people pay to not get ads sent to them. And, you know, again, Mark was like, hey, not people don't like ads, but what hate more than ads are ads that aren't relevant to them. And he's just like, you know, if you if you give somebody a choice between watching a commercial or looking at a pop up that has something that they might want in it versus something they'll never want, they'll take the one with something they might want, like, which makes sense, but I don't know, man. I guess if you don't, I, if you've never been on the internet, yeah, I would like, I, you I might feel like, I would like they're for Mark Zuckerberg to say to one of the senators, have you been living under a rock lately? Yeah. I don't know. He might say that. Or he might have. I don't know. I miss Oz. <laughs> yeah, he would say some snarky hey. remark. Yeah, 
Um, so speaking I'm, about old white men, like, oh, go ahead. Oh, nothing. I was I was just gonna talk about chat, but I can do it after you talk. I was gonna say let's let's talk about this Walking Dead. Oh, got you, got you. Okay, so real quick, uh, Hex says I got crossover friends with Mo and Larry. Maybe one of our friends did it and fucked us all. Uh, could be. Um, Big Man says mayor in front of Congress. Savages. I, I would call them savages. They are. Tell you these individuals over here. Um. Heck says, Zuckerberg talks to Congress the way I talk to old fed-up ladies at Michael's. <laughs> Zuckerberg was like, this isn't an option at the moment. <laughs> That's true. That's true. All right. So let's talk about The Walking Dead. Uh, we're going to talk about issues 175, 176. This is actually uh, the beginning of a new arc, New World Order, part one and part two. Of six. So, are we not allowed to talk about further than that? Oh, I mean, no. If you guys want to talk about further than that, if you read them, we can. I mean, I. Yeah, I. I mean, how can you not if it's available? Yeah, I just. <laughs> I didn't stop. Hey. I just kept yeah. going. I kept going too. Good. It's good. Not hey, good. I didn't want to push. I didn't want to push the envelope. We can definitely talk about all of them because I think. Like, I immediately, yeah, I immediately hated the first issue. You immediately hated the first issue? Yeah, because it was a time jump. A a time jump to you? Yeah, for me. Like, I haven't read it in, you know, what was it? 76, 29, 76 minus 29, you take a carry the... uh, 45 issues. I I feel like it might just be it might just be time for you, Bo. I don't know if it's a jump. It might just be you haven't been reading. Well, yeah, it's a time jump for me because I, I, last I read was issue 129 and then next thing I, I read was issue 175. That's a time jump for me. Word. Okay. That's hilarious. That's fair. That's fair. I should mention. I like the first issue because it references stuff from the game. Oh, does it really? Yeah, I felt like that. Yeah, I, I didn't. I didn't know for sure, but it, I did get that that feeling. What, and, what, uh, what part of the game did it reference? Uh, the part where Michonne left her kids. Yeah. See, I didn't know nothing about that, but I know that the time jump initially that I didn't like was that and that was in I know that was connected to that universe so once the reference came up I'm like oh okay this shit probably happened in the game because it never happened in the comics as far as I read yeah yeah and the Michonne series starts out like right when stuff is starting and so you're like it starts out when you're going to go look for your kids. So oh, it's awesome. like that part where Michonne is talking about like how she went to them. Like I played that. And I didn't follow the voice. But I knew it was a ghost. So. Well, we should we should I mean talk a little bit about the story here because 
you know, people might be like, I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> and ba- well, I'm talking about the walking telltales, the walking dead Michonne. Just the three part mini series walking dead. If you haven't no. played it, you should. It's really good. <laughs> no, I, I I know that they they know we're talking about the Walking Dead game, Joe, but they don't know the the story elements that we're talking about. Oh yeah, is what I'm saying. And so, um, I mean, just a quick recap of what's happening in <clears throat> in this first part. Um, so, uh, damn it, what's my man's name? Walking Dead has too many characters. What's happening? Cletus? I don't understand. Stuart? No, the the dude that was talking on the radio. Eugene? Yeah, it is Eugene, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, okay. So Eugene was talking on a, a ham radio with another person for a long time and been doing it secretly um, with a, a woman named Stephanie and they had become friends. How many issues did they do that for? Oh, a few. Okay. It wasn't like a, just a one issue thing. Yeah. I know with walking dead, like a lot of things, I won't, I don't call them drag on because they are compelling, but I figured like it had been like 10 yeah, no, it, it, it definitely was like, it was not, I couldn't even call it a B story. It was probably like a C story happening in the background for like, for, for a while. Like, I want to say it might almost be like a year because they were all dealing with other stuff. And finally, they kind of got to a point where like things are like somewhat stable and, you know, the, the thing was that, you know, both of them were very skeptical of one another and weren't trying to reveal too much information to find so they could pinpoint where each other was and all that kind of stuff. And eventually, you know, they kind of just built a, a, a certain amount of trust. And he was like, hey, you know, <laughs> me and my people would love to like come meet you and just kind of see if there might be a way for us to work together. And that's what leads them on this mission to meet this group that they find in the beginning of, of issue 175. And um, this group, look, I feel bad because it, it's, I didn't get a chance to reread it before, uh, before the show. What's the group called? Is it the, it's not the colony, right? The Commonwealth. The Commonwealth. So the Commonwealth they meet up with the Commonwealth and they basically go ahead and have them going through like an intake type system to kind of determine what kind of people the the Walking Dead regulars are and if they're the type of people that might be worth the Commonwealth's time. And so they go through almost like a like an interview type process and it comes across kind of wild. But it's interesting conversation, uh, at least to me. I, I found it really interesting just because, you know, what what The Walking Dead brings to the table is just wild and interesting characters. Like to to see how 
the zombie apocalypse affects different people in different ways and how it is they decide to cope with, what, with what's happening to them is, a, is, I think, one of the most interesting parts of this book and why I keep reading it. But, you know, the Commonwealth, they go through the process. Eventually, they, they decide to bring them to the town and they have a board there that has all of the people that individuals have lost. And it's a giant, like, you know, like cork board with, with pictures and like, you know, like names written on them and stuff like that, you know, for, so people can say like, Hey, have you seen this person? Let somebody know. And the first issue ends with a picture that says, have you seen my mom? And it says Michonne and has a picture of Michonne when she was a lawyer in her suit and whatnot. And if you have any information, please contact LOD at the bakery on 6th Street, which is LOD is, is Michonne's daughter. And so that's how that first issue ends. And, you know, I know for myself, when I read this book, I was like, whoa, like I was totally floored just because this is the type of thing that doesn't really happen in The Walking Dead, where, where the potential for somebody to be reunited with somebody like from from their lives from before everything went wrong it's like that just hasn't even happened before in the comic i'm not sure it has nah as far as i've read i mean yeah i read i read 129 issues yeah well 130 i've i don't count it felt to me like this was the first time like, I mean, outside of, of course, like, issue one, where you're talking about, like, Rick and, yeah. and you know, friggin' uh, his wife and his partner and all that kind of stuff. Like, that's, that's the, you know, not since then has something like this happened. And so, yeah, that, that whole that whole idea that she might be able to be reunited with her daughter by itself totally like tripped me out. And I was just like blown away. It, it makes it, it makes it even more amazing. The fact that um, Jay with you saying that, Oh, it references things from the game, which I know that doesn't happen in this issue. I think it happens in the next one, maybe. Um, or actually no, it happened in that issue. Oh, it does. Yeah, the ending. Well, I mean, the ending doesn't necessarily reference the game. It just references that she might, her daughter might be alive. Well, the daughter, yeah, like the daughter itself, like, like oh, Joe said, I, it shows you leaving the daughter, and now she's reuniting with them, or yeah. she finds something about them. Like the characters were created in that game. Lod, well, character. Oh, I guess you might be right because I don't. Yeah, you know, they didn't come out any other time in the comics. They well, came out I, in the game. Well, I feel like they've referenced before the game that Michonne had a family. Yeah, and then because, in that Playboy issue, they had that too, a little bit. In the Playboy issue. Yeah, the um. Well, you people know it as the Michonne special. Oh. But it was originally published in the issue of Playboy. Oh, okay. 
I didn't know that. Yeah, because remember they had the governor's like special issue, and then they had a yeah, like a month later they had the Michonne special issue with their like yeah. backstory and stuff, and yeah, that was in, originally published in Playboy. Oh, that's interesting. Like, yeah. So, I mean, if you don't like seeing naked women, <laughs> but, but yeah. yeah. So, um, I know they referenced it, and also too, like, because they tell us at a certain point that, you know, the the zombies that she was carrying that she used to, you know, have with her back in the day, were like her people. <laughs> like one of them was was it one of them was the husband, right, or the the ex husband? Well, that's TV. No, I mean that hap- d- Doesn't that happen in the comic too? No. In TV, it was her husband and the baby. She just had one kid, and it was a baby, and it was, like, done. You know, like, unless that's a twist at the end of this season. But um, in the TV, like, yeah, it was, like, his friend and her husband. Like, they showed them in that little, you know, apartment, like, luxury apartment place. Yeah, I do remember that. I, but yeah, that's that. I don't think and don't that get me wrong. That doesn't go how the comics goes, because especially not after this issue, because you know, in they 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 separated and gave up custody, so there's no way he, she could have had him as as a walker on a leash. Hmm. Did it reference that at all in the game, Joe? Uh huh. What did they say? They uh, they say it's not the husband because uh, he they had all escaped. Like she never finds him. They said who the zombies were, but I can't remember exactly who they were. But they weren't like immediate family. Okay. Yeah, I'm getting it all confused. Yeah, that's why that, you know that's why I don't like the changes. And then you know eventually I just didn't do either. <laughs> right, but I just, I remember them like the those zombies that were were with her were significant to her to her in the comic. But I don't remember how. Like I and I thought I guess I must have just taken the story from the you did from the TV show, yeah. But yeah, because I re- I just remember th- her explaining it, but maybe right. not. Right, that was a TV show. Yeah, it was, yeah. she was telling it to to Andrea when yeah, they were like so when they're together. Yeah, so it's like it, I mean, she wasn't saying it like she's kind of saying it, but it's really a flashback for the audience. But right. it, it showed that how she was like it was almost like a a polygamy thing, or it had those tones, you know, the friendship with the husband and the friend and, and that's why she can't get close to people until, you know, she goes knuckle deep in Andrea. (laughs) And I was mad at that because, you know, well, you know, I know (laughs) it's not interracial stuff. (laughs) <laughs> so, 
Um, so you guys kept reading. What I mean, what stuck out to you in regards to this particular story? I mean, obviously, you all felt it was worthwhile because, or else you would have just stopped with the two. So, what what are your takeaways? What did you like about this arc so far? What didn't you like? What questions <coughs> do you have? Well, I like. Oh, you want to no, go? No, no, no. I was going to ask him who's he's asking first, so that. Oh, go ahead, Joe. Um. Yeah. Well, one of the things I liked was the. Well, the the Michonne reunion I thought was good. And I like the dynamic, the like between the two forces. I like their interactions between the Commonwealth guys and the the regulars. And uh, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Also, I kind of want to know what's happening. Like, I do believe those guys were blowing off steam. But then it's hard to be a hundred percent sure. Yeah. It's oh, kinda, yeah, and I'm worried about Princess. Those guys that, uh, yeah, I knew that character Joe would like if he actually read the book. Like, <laughs> like, oh, that's yeah, Joe's cool. Yeah, that Joe's gonna play her in the next game. <laughs> um, because <laughs> she's like. She's kind of like the Molly type character, but in Walking right. Dead. Um, yeah, I, I kind of have to kind of reiterate what Joe said because it's really like Walking Dead is, is a good book, period. And a lot of the criticisms that people have on the show, it's the one thing that the show has with the book where it can kind of get soap opera-y. But that's kind of like it's charm. That's what sets it apart from anything else. It's not just gore and horror. It's the people living, making do with what they got, you know, and how they, they deal with death and loss and how they move on and how they cope as well as dealing with the threat of the walkers and the threat of other people. And, you know, um, you know, the series can be like, it can have that Dragon Ball Z feel where there's always a stronger adversary after they s- defeated the strongest, you know? Right. Like, it's, a, okay, another compound. And, you know, if it was a video game, it'd be like, okay, it's just like Kung Fu. You know, just walk up the stairs, fight, and then the boss up the stairs, you know? Right. But right. Walking Dead, it even though it is like that, it doesn't feel like that because of everything that happens in between. You know, for, even to my own chagrin if I knew what chagrin meant, um, <laughs> is, uh, you, you know, them not killing Negan was like, uh, it was a disappointment to me. It's only a disappointment to me because it's what I would have done in that situation. Mm-hmm. Reading 129 issues of this book sucked me in to the point where I feel like I'm living alongside these people. Right. And and that's, that's why I stopped reading the book. Yeah? Like, fuck. You know, like, and that the show has that quality too, even though they change certain things. I actually heard an interview with Jeffrey Dean Morgan earlier this week, and he was mad because he was a fan of the book and he liked how Negan and Carl got along in the book, 
And that didn't happen in the show, so he was really disappointed when he read the script. So that's a little side note, but that's you know that's the differences of in adaptation. And in reading yeah. this, in reading this arc, you know, again, I liked it. Jumping, yeah, I knew, I I read it under protest because I'm on like a little bit of a boycott, you know. But for the show, it's you know, with pre-production, we got to do it. Yeah, right. I read it. I knew I was going to enjoy it, and then right from issue one, first of all, if if you've been wondering when to get into Walking Dead, you can this issue, this first issue of this new arc, is a good starting point. Yeah, it doesn't tell you anything of what happened before, but you get a sense of what they faced just because of how they act with each other, and that is masterful yeah. uh, storytelling. Yeah, because it's like. You don't have to have the recap. They give you the recap in the inner cover, but I didn't read it because I know, like, I know who the characters are. I may not recognize them. I knew when Maggie got caught fucking Dante, I knew that was Maggie. I don't know who the fuck Dante is. I know Sophie don't right. like him, but that's about <laughs> it. And in fact, I had a little fun with with my friend Dante by sending him screen caps of the. Of the when they're talking shit about Dante, I'm like, oh, Dante is gross. Dante is this, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end, I sent them the one where Maggie says, Dante, uh, he, he he helps me become happy. He helps, helps me cope with losing Glenn. And uh, and then she says, you know, maybe it'll turn into something. Maybe I'll whore around a little more, which I thought was a weird like mother daughter conversation. For those yeah. of you who only watch the show. Uh, Sophie is the little girl from the barn in season two. Yeah, uh, she's still alive here, <laughs> right. and she's adopted by Glenn and Maggie. Yeah, and uh, they they had a whole you know you know Glenn is dead you know spoilers, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, and so they they had a whole conversation about Maggie fucking Dante, which I thought again soap opery, and I was starting to get annoyed, but it's like nah, that's that's what keeps. Like, you know, that's the beauty of this zombie comic book is you can have six issues with just conflict between the group and within themselves and a couple right. of new people. And then it's still compelling. Right. And, uh, you know, it's not flashy. The art is consistent, but it's not like great. It's just it's what it is. It's its style. And I wouldn't have it any other way. Um, and I then notice that. And then I kept. You know, I, I, it was a good jumping on point for me, who I haven't read since issue 130. And I I read up until the most current issue, and I can't wait to see where it goes. Those people that were, like, blowing off steam, they, you know, it, it's... It, it, this arc is kind of guiding in a way that's kind of predictable if you've read Walking Dead in the past, which means... It's gonna to be totally unpredictable when it when it actually <laughs> pops off, right. you know, because they're putting they're setting you up to kind of side with them even if shit does pop off with them. But who knows, man? The way that 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 fourth issue of that arc ended with the with Princess and Michonne like saying, "Nah, man, we gonna do this shit." Like, and then they that ending where where Elodie's like, "We have to know our place." Yeah, and it's like. Yeah, this, is this some racist compound? Like, because he was offended that the black girl touched him. You know, like I don't know if it was my own, you know, as, as an angry black man myself. I don't know <laughs> if it was my reactionary reaction, but 
uh, maybe I'm a little sensitive to that or something. But because I didn't see when Steph when they showed Stephanie for the first time, I didn't see her as a black woman at all. Like for some reason, I and then in the other issues, I'm like, wait, she's black. I had to go back and look, and like, sure enough, she's black. I didn't wait, see color Steph- there. Stephanie, the uh, person that was talking to yeah. Eugene. Yeah. Oh, is she black? I thought she was Asian. I mean, she may maybe she's darker than everybody else, but in a in a couple of issues, she had the dark skin tone, like how they do for black people. I don't huh? know if it was a misprint or not, you know, but oh, you might be right. Maybe she is I black. Thought her with shadows. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought I thought she, yeah. Like at first, I'm like, wow. I, usually with Walking Dead, because it, everything is in gray tones, like. People that, that are black people, like you see them as black, but it doesn't play. In, they could be just white people too. Like everybody's really just gray, you know. And that, that's kind of that's kind of the beauty of this comic. I don't know if they even did that like intentionally, where it's like there's no real good and evil amongst people. Like it's just you know. And they kind of alluded to that in this story. And, uh, you know, I know I'm all over the place for you people listening, but that's the beauty of this fucking book. It, it, it has, you could read one issue of five minutes, and but that shit's layered. You read it again the next week, or maybe after you've witnessed some trauma or, or suffered some trauma, read that same issue. It's totally different, you know? It, it is it, layered. It's right? almost like a, uh, a philosophical text. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if these, uh, you know, educational institutions that take, you know, an inordinate amount of money for you to go there would make a course and use these these books as like uh, a nature versus nurture, Rousseau and, and John Locke type yeah. analysis or something, you know? Deconstruction of the Walking Dead. No yeah, like it's totally like, like uh, Renaissance mentality of the nature of man and good and evil you know like it's because it's like the evil the bad people are really just mindless which is a thing that you know appeals to people that that love horror and and zombie but then adding those other layers like even right here they're essentially if they're going to be fighting these people they're fighting a bunch of bureaucrats and communists yeah you know, and it's like they don't even seem like they're worried about fighting. Like they have their their military force, but they're not. You know, it's not like them dealing with Negan or the governor. No, you know. No. So it, it's gonna be interesting when this shit hits the fan. And it it's the wild thing for me is just that. Um, you, you have you have Kirkman, and you have Adler. And for these guys to be able to come together, like, 175, 76, 77, 78 issues in, well, and, to st- and to still be able to be- make, like, compelling characters. Tony Moore did the 20 of those. Okay, well, word. So, so say, like, 150. Let's, let's, say, let's say 100, uh, 145 issues in, then. Either way. Just for all this time, because it's like, you know, just like how Jay was, you know, you and Jay were like princess. It's like that's a character that got introduced, like maybe in like the last like year. You know what I'm saying? Um, and the book's what ten years in, or is it more than that? 
Yeah, like it might be. You're right. It might be like 15, something like that. But yeah, the fact is that's a character that just got introduced. But it's not even to me like oh, like I, I, Princess is a cool character. I'm interested in her. But like all these people that we're meeting in the Commonwealth, I'm like, who are these people? Like I really want to know, and I'm just like, that's crazy to me. Because at what point does it just become, oh, well, some other person, you know what I mean? And it's like, I feel like that's something that the TV show doesn't do as well. Like, I feel like the TV show, uh, you know, and I think people in general feel like when they add new people, they just feel like fodder. It's like people look at them like, oh, well, that's the person that's there to die, like, you know, two episodes from now or whatever. The the episode that... um... You weren't on for us, Fantastic Forum. Uh-huh. I mentioned uh-huh. uh, criticism I, I I heard from somebody that they feel that every time somebody new comes on, they're like, okay, they just made that person to die. You know, like it's almost like they could even like hire yeah. like, celebrities to guest star just to kill them off, like Fantasy Island or something. Yeah, you know? right. And that's the know. thing where, and don't get me wrong, the book might do that sometimes too. But it doesn't ever feel that way, right? They actually the fact, like make you get invested in that new character a little bit. Exactly. Like by the time that character gets killed, you're like, "Oh my god, that was like my favorite guy." And it's like you don't even realize that it's only they might have only been around a few issues, but it felt like you know it was a while. And it's just like I mean, it's it's one of these things where you know the head of the Commonwealth, like I don't like what is her story. How did she come to be this person that's in charge of this group of people? I don't even know what how the Commonwealth works exactly. I know there's various under it or whatever, but even so, it's just like for her to be this person and who she is, and you know, people like listen to her and follow her um, along with, and then and then she has like this friggin' ridiculous son that just is like a spoiled brat like who gets yeah. to be a spoiled brat in the zombie apocalypse but this guy yeah, I hope he dies. <laughs> well hey we'll see what happens but i hope he catches zombie aids i don't know i feel like and i'm new to the walking dead like this thing is my second time reading it but from what i know about it it's the type of book that like kills the characters you like and lets the characters you hate live. Like, that's why I'm worried about Princess. But I think that guy's going to be okay, even though I want him to die. It kind of is like that, but it also, it's almost like they flip a coin to see who's going to die. Like, yeah, you're right. Like, it doesn't, none of it feels like, oh, that person is the one they they brought in for this purpose. Like, it's almost like, yeah, like, it, it would not surprise me if they write the characters and yeah, like they find some random way to decide who it is and then yeah. they write the story. Cause it doesn't feel like, you know, like they try to like, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you get a little bit of foreshadowing, but even when that happens, it's still kind of like, you know, it doesn't happen when you think it's going to happen. It happens like randomly later. Like I even have a prediction, Larry. I think Elodie is fake. What's your prediction? That Elodie is fake. But well, why would she be fake? fake? I don't know. They what? just look. They seemed 
to be interested in Michonne from the pre-interview. And then they give her all the time she needs to talk to her. And, you know, it, it just, I think, I think it's fake. But you don't think she would know, like, what her daughter looks like? I mean, it was a long time. I mean, how would they know? Like, they didn't have time to prepare to put the picture up. Yeah, they did. They interviewed her for a whole, like, the the night before. Where'd they even get the picture? Look, Elodie probably was there. You know, and that's when she talks about them killing the other sister... They probably kill both and then just put it in there. And then, you know, just got a random black girl. Yeah. <laughs> so here's but, why I don't think that's the case, because she knows her place. No. She wants Michonne to know her place. Yeah, I don't know if it's too well with the story she told. I just, I like, yeah, it but just, it's a story she told. Like, she's telling Michonne all this new information. They could make all that shit up. You know, they, they did, they took special interest in the interview process for Michonne. They put her to talk to the governor instead of the guy that speaks for all of us after they all said they speak for all of us. There I go putting myself in there, you know? Yeah, but they gave a reason for that. Like she's the only person that's nothing scares actual- me. Like I, I consider myself a little bit of a free thinker, and things like that. And nothing scares me than a fucking bureaucrat and a questionnaire form. And that's what how this book opened up. <laughs> it's Cambridge okay. Analytica all over again, dude. That's what I'm saying. Like that, I don't trust. I don't trust these people. Based on how they do things, they didn't, you know, they didn't come by force. They didn't, you know, Negan was like, all right, you come in here. Yeah, uh, look, you want to shoot me? There's people pointing at you. You know, Rick, I'm going to slide my dick down your throat and you're going to like it. And you're not going to punch me for saying that, you know. But these guys are over here, proper paperwork and, and, and questionnaires. And, you know, they didn't show the interest to anybody else. Like, even the guy that was the quote unquote leader of the group, they didn't pay the interest they did to Michonne. So they probably, you know, the girl probably, Elodie was probably there. And then when they found Michonne, they're like, okay, we got to, we got to set this shit in motion real quick. They have walkie talkies. Or at least the guy that they send for certain things. I'll tell you what, like, there's a part of me that would be so disappointed if that turned out to be true. But. That would be a hell of a twist. I know that they would have like a really good like reveal as to how they did that. So that's kind of exciting too. But at the same time, like I mean, heartfelt moments aren't something that you get often in The Walking Dead. Right. Like, so that means so, yeah. yeah. It would like really be like ripping the heart out of that, like like out of the audience. Like, the like, odds really, of the like, show finding somebody that of her loved ones. Just think about it, yeah. Right. Rick I'll didn't say even, this. Rick didn't get to meet his brother after the thing. Look, and I'll say this, uh if that woman ends up not being Michelle's daughter, 
Michonne's gonna take that sword and kill that entire like town. Like she will chop people up. Not if they break her down socially first, man. I don't they know. Could, they could break her. And I feel like you know she, she yeah she will start chopping people up. Because, yeah, she would not be happy. <laughs> and rightfully, rightfully so. Oh, but yeah, I mean, I guess long story short, <laughs> or short story long, <laughs> it's like The Walking Dead is still doing it. And it's like, it, uh, how they keep doing it, I don't know. But it's like you know it it would, it would feel like or it would seem as though at some point it might get a little stale or you might you know at least something feel contrived you know like i guess that's really the thing like it's almost like how um like with the Jay-Z albums where i keep like waiting for Jay-Z to release that album where i'm going to be like man you know what it just wasn't good you know, it just it just wasn't good. Like I wanted it to be good, but it wasn't good. It hasn't happened yet, and that's what's happening with The Walking Dead too. It's like you know, I keep kind of just thinking like there's gonna be an issue that's gonna come out, and I'm just like, man, you know what? I maybe I should have saved this money. It's been like the the you know, Walking Dead went up this year too. Like it it finally went to the uh, three ninety nine price point this year. That's cool, and, and you know. Walking Dead's been worth three ninety nine since like I want to say what maybe definitely before Marvel and DC started charging three ninety nine for books. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> definitely before that. But the fact of the matter is, it's that is that you know sometimes I wait, I pick up an issue, and I'm thinking like, is this going to be the one? Uh, it never disappoints. It's always awesome. It's always like just like you said earlier, Mo, super layered. And you know, it's like the book you can revisit and just be like, like I, I know that I'm gonna go back and revisit some of these story arcs and find something completely new and interesting to to like about it after the fact. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I I give it uh. So you read the other issues too, then? Oh yeah. No, I mean I I read Walking Dead every month. Okay. Yeah. No, I read I read them all. I just you know I didn't want to I didn't want to I felt like you know four issues might have been a lot to ask you all to read. So I was like, well, let me just do the first two, and then that way it's like story wise, it's like you know that was two months ago, so people you know. If people, we're not going to be spoiling anything much for anybody. Um, but the reality is, like, that's the other good thing about The Walking Dead. It's like, it's almost like that first Guardians. It's like, the there's nothing, well, there are things that you can spoil. That's true. You can spoil some things, but the experience is more what you're going for. Really? There it is. You win. No. <laughs> It it's like to, Cambridge Analytica. Oh God! <laughs> but um, you gotta you gotta experience it for yourself, and to like really get the full effect anyway. So, 
was good stuff. I, I, I really enjoy the book. I hope I hope Kirkman gets to finish it one day. Not anytime soon, but one day. Would you rather him live a long life without finishing it and then dying peacefully in bed? Then what? Or just finish it and then dying. <laughs> I mean... I want him to have a long life <laughs> and die peacefully, and I want him to finish it. What so if I he gets hit by a truck? I, that would be a shame. And, and then nobody will finish it. Just, yeah, yeah, no, he's he said like he's like I don't want anybody to finish it. But who knows though? It, it's like things change, right? Because I do know. You, do you think he has an ending already? Like, I do think he does. Yeah. yeah, I think he has an ending in mind. Like I don't know if yeah. it's the. Like, I would, like, say, for instance, if the book goes another, like, 10 years, I'm sure what he has in mind for the end now won't be the same thing as what he'll have in mind for the end then. But I'm sure that I'm I'm fairly certain he has an ending in mind. And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, he he finished uh, Invincible yeah. uh, last month. And... It's really wild because, like, like I was saying, like things change because the, I remember reading the interview and it, like, the same scenario you brought up. He said, "Hey, The Walking Dead is my story. I know how I want to end it. I'm gonna be the one to finish it. If I get hit by a bus tomorrow, then it just remains unfinished." And and in, in the same interview, he was like, "Invincible." He felt was the comic book like his traditional kind of comic book kind of story where he's like you know I'm writing Invincible but I can totally see myself at some point passing the reins to somebody else to write that book and you know that book will just kind of maybe go on without me at some point and I don't know if it was just him feeling like hey you know what I, I think that this story like or at least uh, Mark like Invincible story is done because you know he does leave like the story is left open that somebody can potentially write more stories in that universe but it definitely kind of puts a, a period on Invincible as a the, the original Invincible as a character puts a period on that story and so yeah, like I, you know, I would have thought that we would have been getting an end to Walking Dead long before Invincible, but it just goes to show sometimes things don't work out the way you you think they will. So, and I miss it already. <laughs> <laughs> I do, I do. I'm like, I'm like I feel like I'm like I think I would have been getting an Invincible right about now if it was still coming out, but it, came- it's done. It was good for the artist because now he's on Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, and he's going to do great on that. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's kind of what he was doing already. Yeah. You know, similar body type and tore up costume with blood. (laughs) Yeah. So I think he'll do good in it. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... So yeah, Walking Dead, I give it 
five introductory issues up. <laughs> yeah. F- five five heart-wrenching reunions out of five. <laughs> Fake heart-wrenching reunions. How dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> um, but yeah, now damnation. Indeed. Let's talk damnation. Are we I'm just a- talking Stephen Strange part, or are we talking Ghost Rider 2? If you read Ghost Rider, feel free to chime in on it. I read the Ghost I Rider did. Yeah. I did not read Ghost Rider. So I, I read yeah. the Ghost Rider. I tried to read the Iron Fist and I tried to read Well, because there's the main book, Damnation. And then there's Doctor Strange's part. Then there's Ghost Riders, Iron Fist, and Ben Riley's. Okay. So I tried to read Iron Fist and Ben Riley today, but I uh-huh. didn't. Oh, like, did you not get to it, or did you start, and it was like, there's no good? Uh, Also, I didn't get to it. (laughs) Well, that sounds like one of them was no good. (laughs) Well, Ben Riley is not my favorite person in the world, you know what I mean? Right. Like, I like Scarlet Spider. I like, you know, I'm not like you, Larry. You didn't like him because he had a hoodie. I didn't like him because of the whole, like, is he or isn't he the real Peter Parker thing? So uh-huh. everything is just shitty for me at that time. So it's always tainted by that. And that's why I like when a new Scarlet Spider was Kane. Then I'm like, good. You know, like that's it's kind of like throwback to that. Like, and we don't need Ben Riley, you know, but now we have a Ben Riley, and I don't know where he came from. And for some reason, he's fucking with Mephisto. So I, I couldn't, I couldn't gather up, I couldn't muster up the courage to read it. So then I went to Iron Fist, but then I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna read these next issues of Walking Dead. Yeah, and that's what what happened. So yeah. Iron Fist caught shrapnel because. Of ben <laughs> Riley. Um, but Damnation is a a story uh, revolving. Stephen Strange in a weird uh, personality quirk of his where he feels like he can fix everything, which we haven't seen stories with Doctor Strange like that. At least I haven't in a while. I know, Larry, you read the Jason Aaron stuff and all that. So I don't know if he did any of that there. Um, But I know back in the day that was kind of, you know, he was a cocky surgeon and then he became a mystical doctor and he was cocky at that too. You know, he would get cocky and then get humbled and, you know, uh, one, of one of my favorite stories was one called, um, what's bought, what's troubling you, Stephen strange. And it was like a OGN, you know, like just a one-off story and okay, where he actually ends up just taking a step back and just kind of observing, which is a little hard for him, you know? With his personality type. And and this kind of rem- didn't remind me of that in that sense. But it's like, okay, it's kind of in that vein where it's like you see him kind of fumble getting a little ahead of himself. He, he, he's in the right direction. He's just walking too fast. You know what I mean? And right. that's what happened. He basically, Las Vegas was destroyed. He brought it back. But all the cells because it is sin city all the souls and shit were in hell so he brought it it, the whole city went to hell so he brought it back from hell and it brought hell back with it 
And uh, that alone was kind of strange for me. You know, like, it's like, okay, a physical thing. You know, it turns out demons were having fun with Las Vegas down there, and they didn't want to leave it. Mephisto <laughs> being, being, you know, the kingpin of the whole thing. Um, he ends up possessing a bunch of the Avengers, you know, Sam Wilson, uh, Clitoris. Well, Thor, but oh. Lady Thor. Yeah. Um, and I forget who else. They become heralds of Mephisto. They tear shit up. Doctor Strange decides he's he's gonna cheat at the card game with Mephisto to send him back in hell, and then he pays a price. So now it's up to Wong to set shit right. So he enlists Man Thing, Moon Knight, um, Iron Fist. Who else? Who am I missing? Blade. Blade. Ben Riley. Ben Riley, I think, was already in Vegas. That's how he got thrown into it. And then Elsa Darkstone, Bloodstone. Oh yeah, Elsa Bloodstone. <laughs> and then and Brother Voodoo. And Man Thing. Yeah. yeah, I said Man Thing. Look, look. If you're gonna get Probably. me to read a Marvel book, like I start with Man Thing. Yeah. But yeah. I knew that. <laughs> huh? I said I knew that. Yeah. So um, yeah, the shit. Look, I there was a a similar <clears throat> lineup not too long ago. I remember commenting to you, Larry. I forgot what it was called. The book was atrocious. It was terrible. Was it the Monsters Unleashed? No. Oh yeah, it was the Monsters Unleashed. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the bad, shit was but... terrible. It was a similar lineup. The 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 fucking the the thing that kicks it off for them to come together it doesn't work. The fact that they had to give Wong a reason to pick these particular people shows some kind of an initiative in trying to tell a good story. For yeah. these people in Marvel, so right, yeah. right from there, it's like Wong leading these motherfuckers. Okay, like you know, Wong, Wong could you know, especially you know, thanks to the movie, they had to put him. You know, he's not just a manservant anymore. He, he's more, somewhat of an equal. You know, not in the sorcery, but you know, yeah. in the fighting, supernatural <laughs> threats, and. Yeah. Um, so now in the comics he's like that too, and then him leading this group of people is cool, and then they they take on Las Vegas, and you know we see we see Doctor Strange's motivations in his little imprint, his little uh, tie-in, and uh, we go from there, and then the main book has everything that goes down, and then in the Ghost Rider we see how they recruited him and his motivations and his battles in Las Vegas. And yeah, it's the art. My my with Monsters Unleashed, my my gripe was the art. The art didn't feel like if 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 it's this this darker, creepy story. And then the darker, creepy story turned out to be not that dark and creepy. But you're dealing with these dark and creepy characters. Like you're essentially writing a superhero book and just making everybody dress in black. <laughs> like to me, that's that's how what Lincoln Park is to heavy metal. You know, like. You just get a boy band, make them dress black, and call them a metal band. That's Linkin Park. That's funny. And that's what Monsters Unleashed was to me. This book is a little, it's a little less than that. Yeah, it's a little more mainstream for, as far as horror books go, 
It's not infidel. You know, it's not getting false. But it is these characters that would fight something that could be seen in a book like Infidel and Gideon Falls. And it still manages to have that tone, even though it's from a big popular publisher, who I thought since Disney bought him wouldn't even touch Mephisto anymore. Yeah. It I I I I think you're right. Or at least I, I, everything you said makes yeah, sense. Just, just, yeah, just, just say I'm right. It's fine. Yeah, everything you said makes I'll, sense. I'll take I it graciously. The the points that I think the point that you hit on that is probably the most pertinent is that it just feels like like there's certain things I think that Marvel's trying that they, they were trying to do with with this story, but they're making sure that there's a good story at its core. Because, I mean, I'm sure the, the catalyst for this whole thing is how do we bring Las Vegas back? Because they destroyed Las Vegas in uh, Secret Empire. Like, leveled it. And that by itself, like, I just love the fact that, you know, when you have, like, the actual ramifications being felt outside of the event to, you know, kind of ground it into, like, what, you know, that it's like, okay, like, it, it would have it been messed up to me if they level Las Vegas and Secret Empire and I'm a Marvel comic, you know, next month, and Las Vegas is just back, and I'm like, wait a minute. You know, nobody's even going to say anything about how they had to rebuild everything or anything like that, you know, like, that's, that joint should take some time, right? But so I'm sure that that's probably like the catalyst in and of itself because you can't like I me. Mean, Las Vegas is a major city. You can't just be like, well, no, no stories can take place in Las Vegas for you know a year or two. Isn't that years kind of what happened after the Hulk? After which Hulk? Like right before they sent them to Planet Hulk. He did rampage through Las Vegas, but he didn't destroy the whole city. He okay. just, you know. He knocked down maybe some buildings and they were like, oh, okay. A sign on the freeway. Right, right. You know, it's like, it wasn't like, when I say Las Vegas was leveled, they literally like bombed yeah, Las Yeah, they killed everybody. Right, exactly. Yeah. They bombed it and everybody was like, Jesus Christ, like Captain America is really a bad person. And so, um, you know, for them to bring the city back the way they did and do it mystically and have Doctor Strange at the center of it is super cool. And then for it to go wrong, you're right. Like, that does seem cool and, like, is a great throwback to the kind of stories that Doctor Strange, you would get from Doctor Strange back in the day. And then to use that as a catalyst in and of itself to bring together an interesting team of, you know, people that wouldn't normally be all together but make sense to have together, that's cool, too. And so it, it's all it's all coming together. And I I haven't gotten the chance to read the latest issue yet, but I'm interested to see how it all pans out. Now, Joe, you read the Ghost Rider one. Yeah. Why don't you tell us a little bit about that? So in Damnation, uh, as part of Wong's plan, uh, where Donnie Blaze Ghost Rider gets killed. And so once they die, they uh, once he dies, him and the Ghost Rider spirit 
end up in hell. And so they have to kind of work together to kind of take over. And uh, so, you know, they're kind of bickering with each other, fighting. Uh, they bicker a little bit, but they fight all these souls that deserve punishing and eventually run across a group of supervillains uh, who basically are like, we're actually happy here. We don't want to fuck shit up. But they give them a map that has a that lets them go to Mephisto's throne so that they can subvert him and become the new rulers of hell. So, yeah, that's basically what happens. It's kind of interesting seeing those two, like, see, that's one of the weird themes about this book is bickering. Or about the series, I mean. Like, it plays a huge part in, like, everything that's happening. But, yeah. The, the, wait, wait. The weird part is that what plays a huge part? Bickering. Bickering. Oh, got you. Yeah, because they were all reluctant to join Wong. Like, they're like, why should we listen to you, Wong? Like, you're just Wong. Yeah? And he had a good reason for picking each and every one of them, which... It shows some little due diligence on the 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 writers, the head, you know, one bringing it all together, and which I think is Cates, Donny Cates, or Don Cates. Or... But um, but yeah, he, he... I don't know. I I I finally like you know I like Marvel's mystical side and and I like the way they're doing it they give you know the bickering is is part of a little bit of a personality trait of the people he chooses i mean fucking moon knight's a fucking schizophrenic you know she's hilarious yeah he's really funny and i like uh blade and elsa kind of like quipping back and forth right Where do you think it's going to go? Um, I don't know. It's because I'm coming on to this new and I really only did read like the main damnation books, like the three that are out and the ghost rider one. So it's like, I'm missing a lot of the inner stuff. Like I didn't see when Dr. Strange got turned and, I'm sure there's like a whole bunch of stuff that I'm missing, but it's weird. It doesn't seem like the kind of thing to take any real kind of permanence. And if it is, they probably are going to try to, you know, keep Ghost Rider as the King of Hell. But really, where can you go with that? Like, I don't know what that brings to or I'm not sure what they could do with that. That's fair. (laughs) I was like, 
Ghost Rider as, as the King of Hell might be an interesting book, but you're right. It might not be. Right. I mean, at least like when you had something like when Daredevil took over the hand, like you can see how there could be interesting stuff with that going on. Yeah, like but him trying to make it. Oh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. No, I'm just saying, like, yeah, him, like, maybe trying to mold the hand into something different than what it is. But, yeah, that's, right. a, that's a harder sell with hell. Right. So, yeah. So, how many eyes of Agamotto up would you give him? <laughs> um, I would give it four. Like, I really enjoyed everything, except the art is kind of iffy. Um, and it keeps changing. I mean, it's one of the things I was thinking as I was looking at it is, like, this would be, like, perfect for Alex Ross. But of course, he's nowhere when you need him. He, he's on Amazing Spider-Man. Is he still doing the covers? Uh, yeah, he is. Like I said, he's nowhere when you need him. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I probably will keep up with it. Like, I might just read the main Damnation book. I don't know if I'm going to go out of my way to read, like, all the other stuff. You know what would be cool, though? What? If Elsa Elsa ended up getting a book out of this. Because it's been too long since we've seen her star in a book. Uh, It has been a while. I agree. And... I watch him call it. I I I think she's a good character as well. I still want a man thing book. They do reference the R.L. Stein stuff that he did last year. Really? Yeah, because they're like, those. yeah, they said, oh, he talks, doesn't he? And he goes, oh yeah, that went away. That <laughs> happened in the R.L. Stein book. Oh okay. Alright, moving right along. I guess it's time for news. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Do we have news music, Tiger Claw? Comic book news. We should have a like uh like current (laughs) Well not not like that, but like There it is. (laughs) <laughs> so what's our first story uh, Zoe Saldana calls out elitists who say MCU actors are selling out selling out how mm-hmm. I don't know she says I, it goes, she goes I, I've been in rooms with people in this industry who are great at what they do but they're absolutely elitist and they look down at movies like the Marvel films or actors like myself they think we're selling out in some way 
every time they speak, I feel so disappointed in them because whenever you see pictures of people in this industry who donate their time to children in need, it's these actors that live in the world that you feel is selling out. It's these actors that understand the role that they play inspires a five-year-old who has one dying wish to meet a superhero. That actor takes time out of, out of their life to sit down with a five-year-old and say, I see you, I hear you, and you matter. Those elitists should be a little more cognizant about playing a, what playing a superhero means to a young child because you're not dissing me, you're dissing what that child considers important in their world. Well, you know what? Fuck that child because that child didn't want a good Guardians movie. I mean, they they may not have known. That's not their yeah, fault. Yeah, they exactly. don't know what a good Guardians movie is. Exactly. Fuck them. Whoa. I'm usually just looking down at them for, you know, <laughs> for getting, you know, like, shouldn't Moon Dragon had been in that one? In the first one? Uh, I mean, it didn't depends. they kind of change somebody, like, Moon Dragon into somebody? Dude, I would love to see Moon Dragon on film. There was a point when Moon Dragon was a guardian. Uh, Adam Warlock was a guardian. Uh, but did, didn't they make? Uh, was it the sis? Because they're sisters, right? They made a uh, Nebula. And... Ne- Nebula was Thanos's granddaughter back in the day. Okay. And and Gamora was his daughter. Adopted, but uh, but right. But. So, but didn't it feel to you like they did kind of with the nebula? Well, not in the second one, but in the first one, like they made her like what Moon Dragon in terms of. I mean, I, I, can, see, I can see where you're coming from with that a little bit, but yeah, but I, yeah, but I mean, they'd, ha- they'd have to still edit the movie out a little bit, but yeah. And it, and it just kind of felt like that to me. Yeah. I mean, no, nobody really acts like they're really, supposed to. Right, acts like they're supposed to. The, yeah. the, the, the sad part <clears throat> of the matter is uh, Nebula is actually a lot closer than most of the other Guardians outside of, like, Rocket and Groot. Yeah. Well, it's easy to do Groot. Like, he just has to look like a tree. And, and they still fuck that up. <laughs> right. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Like, I was about to man. give Groot a pass. They made him a baby. So all this to say, fuck sick five-year-olds. All right, next story. <laughs> right. Uh, I did mention this on our Twitter, and I like I said, I know it's not comic-related, but they're releasing a new Lord of the Rings book. Oh, yeah? Why? Uh, I guess because the material's there and they can. Yeah, I'm over it. You're you're over Lord of the Rings. Yeah, it's over. So they're releasing a new Lord of the Rings book. Is it a prequel or is it after uh, the the recent books? It 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 is in fact a prequel. Um, before the Hobbit. It is. Yeah, yeah, it's it's long. It's like ancient history type stuff, like, um, like almost Cimmerillian type. But like before that, or like along that, 
like like along that. It's it's called uh, uh, the Fall of Gondolin. Oh, and, is it... which is the the elf city. Yeah. So and it, uh, so it takes place before the Shadow of Mordor and Shadow of War games, right? Oh yeah, it takes place before all that. It's like. Like the Cimmerillion is almost like the like you know the the backstory type stuff, like the ancient Middle Earth history type stuff. This is one of those stories, and it's based, of course, on on um, uh, notes and writings from Tolkien. And um, it was like they were saying, like this is kind of like one of his his early stories. And it it kind of like basically in the article that I read it said that it kind of laid the framework for all the stuff that he does end up doing in Lord of the Rings. So I would so I would guess the Tolkien estate approved this. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's, it's uh, I mean, his son is the one that is basically like putting it all together oh. and making sure that it's like uh, in in a uh, legible state or in a in a like a novel form. So yeah. he's writing it. I mean, I don't know if if you go so far as to say I don't know if you would take the credit as being the writer because some parts of it I believe are actually written by Tolkien. Then he will be a co-writer. Then, like, what's his name? Brandon Sanderson. I do know that there's a yeah, Lord of the Rings just TV like show. Brandon Sanderson. I do know that there's yeah. a Lord of the Rings TV show in the works. I wonder if there's going to be something on that. Actually, you know, he, he's crediting himself as as editor, and he's saying that it was written um, while he was at the hospital. At uh, in the hospital during for, uh, when he had a war injury, so it's kind of like one of the early stories that he wrote. Uh, yeah, sorry to. I mean, you don't have to, Joe. I mean, it's going to come out whether you read it or not. So you could just wait for the next Blind Guardian album, or just wait for the audiobook. Then you don't have to read. <laughs> Wait for the movie. Or TV show. I bet it'll borrow from that. Yeah. So. So yeah. So it. I was. I found that interesting. I was like, okay, cool. Like, we're gonna get. If if people want it, they can have a little bit more Lord of the Rings, and it's like from the source. So it's not like you know. I mean. It's one of his early stories before the the Hobbit and Lord of the Rings, so you know there might be a little bit of uh, a little bit of him working through the mythology, but you know I'm sure it's probably going to be good. I found it exciting. I'd rather have a new Wheel of Time book. I thought that story was done. You could have both. You could have prequels. Mm, maybe. 
Like, you don't have to hate on this book because you don't have a new Wheel of Time book. No, I'm not hating on it because of that. I gen- genuinely am not really interested in more Lord of the Rings. I'm content to just reread The Hobbit every couple of years or so. And the ring will probably play a part of it too. Maybe, well, maybe they'll show. It wasn't built yet. Or a precursor to it, or something. <laughs> no, I mean, if it's not engagement. made, it's not made. Yeah, like, like there's no ring. That, that's it. <laughs> Like what? A Sauron probably isn't even like in it like that in that book. No, I think it's uh, it might be Morgoth. Yeah, so because it's older than all of right. Be uh, descendants. I mean, uh, ancestors to the to uh to to those characters from the you know. I mean, they, elves. Not in Gondolin. Yeah, maybe some of the elves. Like yeah, but, but even then, like. Because they were, you know, well, it depends how long the Cimmerillion it goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like it's if it's old. like if it's happening at the same time, then no, you're gonna get new characters because they can't be in two places at once. Unless they do something about uh, maybe Bilbo Baggins. I wonder if we we'll get like father or something. Uh, why does it have to be Hobbit? Like. <laughs> Hobbits didn't even, like, in that time, Hobbits were like, I don't want to explain Middle Earth to Tiger Claw. Like, if I believed, I'd say, if I believed in God, I'd say, Lord, have mercy, but, yeah. It's like saying, oh, Jesus in the book of Job, like, he probably don't even get that reference either. I get it. You don't do fantasy like that, don't you, Tiger Claw? I don't know. I'm not, I'm <laughs> not, I'm not an expert on fantasy, but I do like watching it. Yeah, no, but that's what I'm telling you. Like It's happening before everything alongside another work. So anything you've seen, you're not going to see in this work. Like Maybe you see in passing, but not as a role. You know what I mean? Hmm. Like... Yeah, like, don't expect Gollum maybe, to show up maybe. at any time. Fuck no. Like, he hasn't even been born yet. Yeah. He's like a thousand, it's like 2,000 years before he's born. Like, the only thing, maybe some of the, nah, not even the dwarves, I don't think. I don't know exactly does where. The article say, so does the article say when it's coming out? Um, Is it like next week? No, it's not next week. It's uh, why bother why saying it? Yeah, <laughs> like I, I wanted to read it yesterday. No, hold on, hold on. And by read uh, it, I mean sign up for a trial on Audible. <coughs> Look, apparently they released the like I'm reading. It says the fall of Gondolin will be the second quote unquote new token work to be released in two years following the release of Brennan and Luthien in May 2017. I didn't even know that happened. Did you guys know that? 
Yes. Obviously not. <laughs> Otherwise, I wouldn't be surprised that there's a second one. There it is. It uh, just doesn't have a catchy title like The Fall of Gondolin. Right. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like Tristan and his soul day. Like, nobody gives a shit about that. They give a shit about, <laughs> about Romeo and Juliet. But I love Tristan and his soul day. Yeah, but it, it's like, you know. It's not it's not as catchy as Romeo and Juliet. That's you know? true. Baz Luhrmann didn't make a movie about Tristan and his old day. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's coming this year, but I don't. It doesn't say when exactly. Well, I don't have enough time to read the first one, so before it comes out, so I'm just gonna wait. I mean, you don't have enough time to read the first one. The first book, or whatever it's called. Oh, I'm not sure that... He, he just remembers the and in the title, not the thing. <laughs> I'm not right. sure. It's like a... It's not like a trilogy, I don't think. So like it's you, still the first. Okay. Order, Lawrence. There's an order to things. <laughs> sure there is. Yeah. Um. By the way, speaking of, when are you going to finish Wheel of Time? I'm working on it. <laughs> He's still in the Citadel. I am in the Citadel. I'm sorry. I'm out of the Citadel. I'm I'm actually deep into the Wheel of Time. To it's not even like a matter of. Am I going to finish it or not? It's like, I'm going to finish it. It's like, it's just a matter of when that's going to happen. And so it, it's going to happen sooner than later. You got to finish it. Yeah. Um, the Batgirl movie's back on. Really? Yeah. They, uh, star. Well, I don't know. They're still, you know, they're still try- fighting hard to get the story together. That's why Joss Whedon had to leave. You know, uh, Joss Whedon, the great, you know, he brought together the MCU as we know it in the the first two Avengers films. And, uh, you know, he did a great series called Firefly. But he couldn't do Batgirl. So if he can't do it, who do they get? The writer for Bumblebee. Uh, For Transformers. I was going to say Michael Bay. Christina Hodson, Christina Hodson, who wrote the upcoming Transformers spinoff Bumblebee, has been tapped to pen a new script featuring Barbara Gordon, the daughter of Gotham City Police Commissioner James Gordon. So, uh, Hudson wrote Hodson, Hodson wrote the 2017 Warner Brothers thriller Unforgettable, which I'm pretty sure people forgot. I've never I heard didn't. of it. Uh, which starred Rosario Dawson and Krasner and Heigl, has been a player in a couple of writer, writers' rooms for Transformers, which led to her nabbing the Bumblebee gig, and Ology, the franchise Paramount is developing based on the young adult fictional encyclopedias from Templar Publisher. So, yeah. What were you going to ask, Joe? If uh, Cheryl from Riverdale would make a good Bad girl. 
I can't see her as anything other than Cheryl myself. But who knows? Cheryl Blossom? Yeah. Larry doesn't know who she is. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Of course he doesn't. He doesn't know Archie. Have you watched Um, the series? No. No, I wasn't talking to you, Larry. No, not yet. Still no. But I still know the characters. Like, I did watch that first episode. It's very soap opera-y, but I like it. But yeah, so I don't know who they're going to get to play her. Cheryl, she might. I see her more as a Harley Quinn type myself, if she's going to play anybody. But what do I know? I know people are looking at her to play Kim Possible. Yeah, that's so weird. Is that still a thing? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I feel like by the time that movie gets made, people are going to be like, so? Well, it's to introduce her to a new audience. Uh-huh. So you'll have, like, the a few people, a few nostalgic people seeing it. But mainly they're trying to bring in a new audience. Yeah. And then using the nostalgia to kind of like cap it off. Yeah, that's kinda that's what they did cap. with uh We saw how well it worked for Power Rangers. Oh, that movie was awesome. Yeah, I don't think it did well. And I think only Joe liked it. <laughs> I was going to say nobody liked it, but... <laughs> but Joe did. Yeah. No, I liked it a lot. I thought it was real good. It was fun. And making like Rita the original Green Ranger, like that was awesome. Spoilers. <laughs> hey, that's a like two year old movie. You should have seen it already. Plus that's not a big like that's not a big spoiler. Got it. That's like in the intro. Um, they gave us a a date for the new Spider-Man game, Mo. September. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think we they talked asked, about it last week. But we? have they given you a date for Battle Chasers on the Switch? No, but it's supposed to be close. Yeah, that's what they say about issue ten. oh jeez look I should tweet about that joint right now just be like hey where's battle chasers you savages (laughs) I mean look the game's out I played it I did did a good little session this Sunday this past Sunday are you gonna finish close to beating it no I'm not close to beating it but you know I, I I I got a, you know, I got pretty far along. I, I almost wish I, I, you know, when it, if it does come out on the Switch, I'll probably get it for the Switch so I could play it at work and at home and all that. Yeah, because it, it, like, it is one of those things that I could like just get in a few, uh, 
a few quests in. The quests aren't super long, and they are rewarding. They're not like tedious, but I do got to get through them. And then one of my common uh, fallacies in RPGs like this in the past has been just trying to rush through the game, and then I'm not leveled enough, and then I get stuck. So I'm I'm avoiding that by fighting extra and leveling up early on. Um, so I almost I almost wish I did I could take it on the go with me, or if they did a a phone version of it, you know, like for example, the Telltale, the Batman Telltale game. If I buy it on my phone, I can continue it on my phone where I left off on my Xbox. That's cool. Yeah, because I have a, I signed up for the Telltale community or whatever. So they let you do that. And they give you five free comics on Comixology. So it turns out May 15th is the Switch release. Oh. Just in time for my birthday. That actually got announced uh, today. Just no, but like just after, uh, like six days ago, like just after yes, last week's show, I think it looks like. Oh, all right. So look, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah, finally. Yeah. Look, I can finally play that bad boy. Um, Watch it get the lead. It better not. Like, it can't. It can't. <clears throat> Cannot. Why do you think it took so long? Is it because the Switch is such an inferior console? Oh, no. Battle Chaser's not doing anything special graphically. I don't um, know, man. It might, it might have something to do with the architecture of the Switch being portable. Like, that's the only thing I could think of, because that's what... But I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I need a Switch. Well, no, I don't. I mean, Battle Chase is the only game I'd play on the go, really, that I can think of. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's one of those things where you'd be surprised how often you might bring it with you when you have that option. Yeah, but the thing is the games. Like, I don't think... Like, Battle Chase is the only thing I would want to play on the go, and everything they have, like, I'm not that interested in, you know? You think you're not interested in Super Mario Odyssey until you play Super Mario Odyssey. I don't think so. I'm not as big a Mario fan as everybody else. Like, the game was like... They're like... They're dumb. They're dumb too, but they're fun. They're dumb fun. Yeah. You know, I like the Mario in multiplayer mode better. You know, like trying to get over a level with your friends. Ah, like new Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, but I don't want to do that online because I don't like playing online. Like, you know, remember when your friends would come over and sit on the couch and play together? Mm -hmm. And you just pass the control. Yeah, I like that aspect, but you ain't getting nothing like that anymore. Seldom, but they happen. A lot, a lot of it is happening more so on the Switch, honestly. Well, it's not. It's not so much that we're, you're getting that. It's that I don't have anybody to do it with. Oh, you I mean, know, you, 
Invite me over. I'll play games with you, Mo. Yeah, but it's not a need that I have. Well, hey, all, all I'm saying is, if you want to do it, I'm here. Yeah. Uh, you might, you might be able to convince Joe, but you got to give him notice. I don't have a switch. No, you don't need a switch if you're going to Mo's house to play games. We just need That's more. Fair. We just need more Joy Cons. I got Joy Cons. <laughs> um. But yeah, man, uh, Spider Man. I'm excited for that. Yeah, I gotta. They say there's a there's a story reason why that white spider suit exists. Oh, I hope it doesn't piss me off. And and then they also said that all the villains in the game are comic book, like all the all like the bad guys in the game are comic book bad guys. There's no made up people or anything like that for the game, which I thought that was good too. I mean, it's not that important, but I just hope the story for the white spider isn't stupid. And then I wanted—I don't know if because they're pretty—we're probably going to do a bundle, right, for the spider. Uh, I think so because this is exclusive. I would think so. Because I'll probably wait to get that. But don't you already have a PS4, right? No, I don't. Oh, I thought you did. No, I just have a Xbox One. Oh. But now it's Emily's Xbox One. Oh, why is it Emily's Xbox One? What is she playing? I got her Sims 4. You got her what? Sims 4. Oh, Sims 4. Got it. So now, like, she's been racking up my achievement score. On there because she's using my gamer tag. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Mo deal. It's on sale. It's gonna end. Oh, actually, it might have ended today. No. Oh, it was no. half price. No, it ends on the thirteenth. Cool. Yeah. And all the add-ons are half price too. Sweet, sweet, sweet. So, anything else before we get out of here? There's an anti-Disney group Facebook group planning to sabotage Infinity War and Solo's review scores. I don't know why. True. Solo review scores might take care of themselves depending on what yeah. they do. I mean, just on Toss that elongated Panther. Millennium Falcon. They, they try to sabotage Black Panther and that didn't turn out. And look how the movie turned out. Here, this is what they posted on their page. It says, hello, everyone. Yes, I'm back. Now, you might be wondering why after this time this time away that I needed to come back after my semi-success with getting Black Panther downvoted to 79% versus the original 90 score and putting the score well below Wonder Woman is still a win. It's all one simple reason. The hate you feel for movies like The Last Jedi and Solo, A Star Wars Story, and all the Marvel movies, yet it still exists as well as I feel too. I still see it, and it warms my heart that everyone in those comments sections still give in to the hate regarding Disney's liberal agenda and see it for what it is. You may say that you aren't alt-right and despise us, 
but you only despise <clears throat> the fact that we say what is on everybody's mind. We are the ones that speak out. Years and years of liberal conditioning made you think that we are the bad guys. We aren't. Say it with me. There is nothing wrong with being straight and white and male and wanting our representation. You all want it too. Don't deny it. I see it all the time in the comments, which is why I need to come back. I will still fight for balance and for Disney to crawl back to the hole it came from and to ensure that my friends and like-minded <laughs> compatriots who love the DCEU and Zack Snyder and the Star Wars EU who want Legends canon to continue will have their victory. Now, I may not have some kind of sway like I used to. I mean, getting that 5,000-odd folk to rally against Black Panther was no easy feat. And maybe Rotten Tomatoes has a contingency plan and is afraid of us DCU Zack Snyder fans <laughs> who also identify as white, straight, male, alt-right people. Um, that I edit that. But I can still spoil all those silly Disney movies for all the sheep still out there. And just to reiterate, once again, one more time, if you hate The Last Jedi as well as what Solo A Star Wars Story stands for, and what the MCU and its influence did towards the DC movies, you're on my side and part of my cause. It's okay to hate forced diversity. Fight for what is right. Fight against anti-straight white male hate. <laughs> Fight for the extended universe and legends. Fight for the DCEU and our lord and savior, Zack Snyder. Will you? And if my page gets taken down, I will continually restart it. Smiley face emoji. As I don't, that's not real. It can't be real, right? Um, hey, Trump's America. Too much misinformation for it to be real. Too much misinformation. Yeah, he's like wrong about too much stuff for it to be someone like actually, hey, doing it. Look, Fox News. Well, what is he wrong about? Um, Justice League wasn't Zack Snyder. Well, he blames, well, he doesn't say what he does, but I think he blames the Marvel movies and all that for bringing Joss Whedon into Justice League. Mm. I'm only supposing, because that's the only effect that, other than... You know, the obvious one, which is the Marvel movies are so good that the DC movies look bad. But that's on DC, not Marvel. Like, they can both be good. There, You know, there was a time <laughs> when they all sold 40 million. Like, there was... <clears throat> they, they considered Captain Marvel, Shazam for you idiots, um, a knockoff of Superman, but they both sold 40 million copies a week. You know, like, the people bought both. Yeah. You know, and it's not like they're coming, you know, if they really want to, you know, this guy, yeah, I'm a better speaker than he is in this sense. It's like, you really want to put your fucking balls on the table? Fucking release them on the same day and see who wins. 
<laughs> you know? They're not going to do that. No, no, they're not. DC's definitely not going to do that. I mean, Sony Pictures Classic has some balls to try and do that. Yeah. But, you know, they get two, three million on those indie films and they call that a win. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it happens to be like, okay, well, this movie sold out. Let's check out this this thespian uh, outing delightful romp from Serbia or wherever the fuck they get these independent movies. <laughs> Look, I just it's just wild to hear someone say like straight white male representation is like or there's not, there's not enough of it. Like how can you say there's not enough straight white male representation? Like in anything, like almost all the Avengers are straight white males. Look, some of them might even be gay. Oh wait, that's probably what he's against. Yeah, he doesn't want any of them to be gay, probably. Yeah. But or at least he doesn't want that prominent. But I'm like, yeah, I'm just like, and don't get me wrong. I mean, I'm not saying well, that. All right, it's guys. Yeah, that's right. I, I forget. Like, there's a hierarchy. Like, you know, Jews are at the bottom. Mexicans are slightly above. Blacks, I think, are below Jews. And then gays, gays might even be way at the bottom, but I don't know. And then. Yeah, I don't know. I can't keep. I think it changes with the times. You know, they they're, they're an evolving people. The the races and <laughs> all right. They like to call themselves alt right because you know the the name uh, racist piece of shit was too catchy. Uh, yeah, I just I don't you know I just don't understand like where it's like where you're like. Like, at what point do you ever look at anything and be like, man, I just, I don't see myself as a part of it at all. Like, someone that looks like me is not there at all. Like, where, where does that happen? Like, there were even white guys in Black Panther. Like, you know, straight white males. Like, so I'm just like. Look, I'm a short, fat Mexican. I never get represented. (laughs) I only get represented in the Jimmy Kimmel show. Like I didn't they have a, a short uh he wasn't fat, huh, in uh Ant Man. Is that guy fat? I mean no, he's, he's like he's got puffy cheeks. He's stocky. Yeah, he's I'm, stocky. Yeah, he's probably not even that stocky. He's just his his facial features make him look stocky. <laughs> it's like cause they don't show him. He's so probably quick. like five nine in real life. You talking about yeah. Michael Pena? Yeah. He was good in chips. I didn't see the new chips. It's pretty funny. Okay. <coughs> but yeah. But hey, you know, it is what it is. And I just like, you know, I don't understand how you mess around. I guess you take your victories, you take you, you take your victories where you can get them, where you're like, oh, we pushed down the audience score for Black Panther to 79. It's like, the, like the the movie crushed the box office like forever. Yeah, I'm not even sure why that matters. I, I don't like I like again. I'm like I guess you just take your victories where you can get them because it's like I you was, can't say anything else. Like that's the most negative thing you could say. I guess it's like oh the score was like, higher, but now if you bring it down to like twenty percent or anything below fifty, then I might. Give you some begrudgingly props. 
but even then, it's like, like I know for me, it's like I wouldn't look. I, I don't look at Rotten Tomato scores anyway. <laughs> but yeah. let's say I did. If I see a critic score of like ninety something, like almost a hundred, and then see an audience score of like fifty, that is a red flag to me. Where I'm just gonna be like, what's happening, and who's like off base here? And with a small amount of research, you're just like, oh, it's the audience because alt-right people hate, I don't know, a predominantly black superhero movie? I don't know. It's like, you know, for them to be like, oh, this is forced, it's forced uh, diversity. Diversity. It's like, how, how, how could you say the movie about the African superhero is forced diversity? It's like, it's an African superhero, like oh, not only that, like just don't go see it. Like right, you vote. They're not saying, "Oh, you have to see this." Right. Like it's not like they, you know, it's not like they made fucking Doctor Strange black. You know what I mean? Yeah, that would have sucked. Well, it it'd be like that would be. I wouldn't even call it forced diversity in the sense because it's. I still I'm not forced to watch it. I can choose not to watch it. Just like I waited so long to watch Thor, to, you know, Ragnarok. You know what I mean? Right. It had too much diversity for me. <laughs> they made it too much like something that isn't Thor. <laughs> yeah. So wild. But anyway. It is what it is. It's like, let them feel how they want to feel about it. And we can feel different. I just love his manifesto, like... <laughs> it's like, man. It's like, yeah, I don't know. He should put that energy into trying to get good writers and directors for the DC movies. Look, I think if he put that energy in anything of his life, he wouldn't have time to write that shit or sit on <laughs> Rotten Tomatoes. You know what I mean? Right. Anyway, let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Oh, watch with some final thoughts, buddy. The claw final thought? No. Yeah. Um, okay. Rampage opens this weekend. I plan on seeing it. Are you guys going to see it? I want to, but I don't think I'm going to. I have to see hard and see. I have to see truth or dare first, and then maybe. I want to see a quiet place first. That's yeah, a, no, I would like. To see oh, is that out this weekend? Oh, that's been out already. Yeah, a quiet place is a oh, movie that it. you're gonna have to stay quiet while you're watching. Literally. When I heard. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> but Jay, final thought. Um, I saw this awesome kind of murder mystery movie on YouTube called Fella Day, and I'm probably going to talk a little more about it next week. But, uh, yeah, if you check it out, it's like, uh, I don't know if there's a legit place to get it, but I saw it on YouTube. Fella Day, murder mystery. Cool. Moses Magnum. Final thoughts. Leave Stanley alone. 
Word. <coughs> cool. For the entire Fantastic Forum, thank you all for hanging out with us. We appreciate you. We'll be back next week. In the meantime, uh, if you want to let us know what you want us to talk about or have something that you want us to address, feel free to hit us up on Twitter. Uh, we also are on Instagram or join the Facebook group. All that works. This is Fantastic Forum. Until next week, we're out. <laughs>